Hi, this is Kayla Ambrose, and I'm welcoming you to the Kayla Ambrose Show, where we're here to explore your spirit. Welcome back for another episode, and here we are on the eve of Halloween. And I'd like to talk a little bit about Halloween and ask you, what do you really know about it, and would you like to know more? Halloween is an old holiday. Uh, Many people associate it with the Celtic times, And that's a great way to really touch into the more recent history of it, starting in about the 1400s around that time. And the Celts understood that there are certain times in the year where the veil is lifted between this world and spirit world. And if you understand those dates, which are several, not just Halloween, you can actually communicate much easier with spirit world. That also means spirit world can communicate much easier with the earth plane. And it's said during those times that as the veil is thin, that spirits return and go through what we'll call a portal and are able to walk here on the earth plane much easier. So just like with anything else, some things are good, some things not so much. So the Celts believed during this time that it really was a big day that the uh, veil could be used to communicate with their loved ones in spirit and to really talk to them and uh, let them know that they were missed and loved, but also that other things that uh, beyond spirits, let's say for now, could also come back. So they needed to protect themselves and make sure that who they were trying to communicate with were only the people that they really wanted to, their loved ones. So they decorated turnips. And in America, we turned that into pumpkins where we carved them and put lights in them and put scary faces to kind of scare away anything that wasn't, uh, we didn't want hanging around, let's say. And They also dressed in scary costumes so they would blend in. So if there were any bad things walking around, they would know this is a human to mess with. This is just another scary creature. Let me stay away. So that's how they blended in and walked around. It wasn't a children's holiday. You didn't go knock on doors asking for candy. And the costume was to protect yourself. And then those that were in the know, the people that practice magic, in the real magic way, not a magician, people that were the wise women, as they were called, uh, that practice what wise women can be also translated into the word witch. And those people who practice those natural, magical ways knew that this was an important time to get in touch with spirit world. So they did their own rituals as well to communicate. And one of those is something that I still do, uh, it's called a dumb supper, and I've I don't really like that name uh, because dumb is a really old word word that back at that time when it was used, it meant mute to be quiet, and so you had a dinner where you were quiet and communicating, and that's why it's called a dumb supper. But I do it, and I call it dinner with spirit instead, thinking it's a more modern term that's understandable for people uh, to use now. 
So when I celebrate Halloween, I'm not really trick-or-treating, and I don't really think it's for children. I think it's kind of strange, really, how we tell children, don't talk to strangers, don't go to strangers' homes, don't take candy from strangers. But then once a year, we tell children, like, go knock on everybody's door and take candy from strangers. It's it's kind of... um funny to me when I think about it. And it's fine if people enjoy doing that with their kids. But to me, Halloween is a very adult holiday. And I throw and have thrown big Halloween parties for adults where um, they come and we have a costume contest and I have judges for the best costume and I have a theme every year. And I make these really elaborate invitations that are all about the theme and all the food and the drink is uh, related to it. And I have tarot card readers and all kinds of events you do throughout the night while you're at the party. It's a lot of fun. And some years instead, I do a dinner with spirit, which if you go to my blog on exploreyourspirit.com, type in dinner with spirit, you can see a lot of pictures of what I'm talking about. I set a table and I invite everyone who's going to attend this dinner to bring a photograph of their loved one who's passed and is on the other side. And I put these photographs in frames at each place setting. And then each person who attends my dinner, they bring a dish to share with everyone. And that dish is uh, a food that was their loved ones, one of their most favorite meals to have. So I decorate the table really elaborately. And there's a white rose at each place setting to remind us of that person. And the frame there with their picture and then a little name card with their name as well. And each person sits at the table. I give them, I have little bags that I make with protective stones and other items in there uh, to protect each person so that only the right spirit comes. And in the middle of the table, I have candles uh, and salt and uh, other items there for protection and to create a circle that's full just of of that energy to create a circle that feels really good and full of white light and protection because it is a very highly spirited haha day where there's a lot of things flying around and the portal's wide open so you want to be protected just like on the internet you surf but you have you know software to protect you from things so we all sit at the table and light the candles and begin to talk about our loved ones. And as we do, uh, we serve the food. So we invite one person to say their loved one's name and to tell us a story about them. And as they do, we're serving the meal for that person. So I then lead a ritual where I open the portal further and I invite that loved one to come through. And as that person's telling the story of that loved one in spirit. We all eat the food that that person would enjoy and we invite them to come partake in and the energy and the sights and the sounds. And then we sit there quietly and each of us receive a message from that person. And then when that's done, we go on to the next person and they tell their story and serve their loved one's food. So my dinners are usually between eight to 12 people because uh, it takes time to go through each person and you don't want to wear everyone out and it takes enough time to do this as it is. So it's really fun and you get a lot of information. The last one I had was last year and just about everyone got 
several messages in spirit, not only for themselves and their loved one, but for other people that were there at the table as well. And some of these were people who are not intuitive, who've never done this before, wouldn't consider themselves psychic, and were completely blown away that they were able to pick up on things and images and see and hear and feel things and experience it. So it's a really amazing thing to do. I have a year-long course where I teach more about this. It's called Wise Woman Wisdom, and I teach about magical ways and how to step into the magic and these abilities. And in that course, uh, I one of the months, it's, it's a different um, lesson that I'm teaching every month about different magical practices. But in the October session, I teach about dinner with spirit and how to do one and how to connect with loved ones on the other side if that's something that you're interested in it's the wise woman course uh it's i'm actually opening it up soon it starts on december 8th where it's also going to be live sessions with me throughout this coming year where so you watch the videos and you learn the lesson and then there's a live zoom meeting with me each month where you can ask questions and go deeper so if you want to find out more about that, that's on my website on exploreyourspirit.com. Also, you can find the other podcasts there if you're not subscribed to um, Apple iTunes or one of the other ways that you're hearing this podcast. You can always find them in the archives there as well to listen to if you've missed some podcasts and want to find them on there. So I'll be talking about a lot of things in this podcast and they're going to jump around a little bit because I'm a Renaissance woman and I like to do a lot of things and I enjoy all of them. They're all connected because they're all about working with spirit, all about your natural intuition and psychic ability, all about your spiritual journey, your path. I'm a wisdom teacher and that's the core of what I teach from the ancient mystery schools and how to really touch into who you are at the deepest level of your soul. And so I teach that um, to students and it begins in my nine life altering lessons book, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled, talking about those age old questions like who am I and why am I here? And I help people explore that at a very deep level. But there are lots of ways to teach it and to share uh, on the path that people are ready to explore. Not everyone's ready to go that deep to start. So I also do interior design and I teach about intuitive interior design and I help clients redesign their homes. And I think this is very important because your home is your sanctuary. It's your safe place. It's where you do your magic and it's where you feel comfortable. And when you can change the energy in your home, it raises your energy. It makes you feel better, makes your loved ones feel better. And color and design and form and function are extremely important. And the items that are in your home and how you decorate as well on holidays, all of that, say a lot about you and your home. Uh, and you can learn how decorating as well actually can be part of the ritual to open up to things. So that's part of what I do. I, uh, If you're just getting to know me, I have six books out, Nine Life-Altering Lessons, The Awakened Aura, The Awakened Psychic, The Awakened Dreamer, uh, Spirits of New Orleans, Ghost Hunting North Carolina. I'm not sure if I've forgotten any here. I think that might be. Oh, The Awakened Dreamer. Did I say that one? Uh, so 
there are a lot of books out there with different things that I teach and talk about. I've seen auras since I was a child. I read auras on people. I do readings uh, for clients all over uh, the country and the world. And I teach all of these courses. I have online courses you can find. And I talk about them in a podcast about them and a blog about them. So you'll see kind of a, a myriad of all those things on there. I love answering questions. I have a blog called Ask Kayla. And I'll answer questions on there that people write about really interesting things like why do my electronics always stop working? And how do you know, how does my aura affect that? And what does the color of my aura mean? Or or I'm having a dream, what does this dream mean? Or I want to know more about psychic ability or supernatural questions. And my Spirits of New Orleans book, which is a great book to read around this time of year, or Ghost Hunting North Carolina, I went on journeys where I went to see what areas were truly haunted in North Carolina throughout the state and throughout the city of New Orleans. And I wrote about each area that I visited and whether I experienced anything paranormal, whether I saw ghosts. I followed up on the history of why the area is haunted and the stories behind it and shared what I saw and what I didn't see when I didn't feel anything. So it's uh, they're both very interesting journeys. And the fun things about the books is they're actually travel guides. The publisher um, who had me do those books, they uh, are a travel publisher. So as well as telling you the haunted history of like every place in New Orleans, I'm also telling you the best places to go uh, eat and drink and hotels to stay and things to do that really heighten your journey while you're there, especially if you love haunted things and, and the paranormal. So they're fun. They're part of the journey in that way as well. So that's something else I like to write about and I like to talk about. I've been studying all this uh, since I was 12. I came back remembering past lives, having prophetic dreams, seeing the auras around people and being psychic. And when I was at the age of 12, I told my mother I was ready to begin my studying formally. So I asked to learn astrology, which was back before computers were in the home. Uh, showing my age there. So I had to learn astrology by hand and do all those calculations. And then at 13, I told her I was ready to do tarot. And I went to study how to read tarot cards and to do that. And I've done astrology and tarot my life since then. And learned how to fine tune and hone my abilities with seeing the aura and seeing things psychically and understanding those prophetic dreams. I've seen spirits since I was little and they would communicate with me so I learned how to manage that as well and to speak to them as needed and to help when I can in that way too. So that's a little bit about me and what I do. If you're getting to know me here, uh, you can find out more on exploreyourspirit.com. So I will be talking about supernatural things, metaphysical things. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well and some things I show there on video instead. I just built a crystal grid recently and did a video showing how to uh, use crystals on a crystal grid to manifest what you want. So there's some interesting videos on there, some tips about how to see auras, uh, and more coming on my YouTube channel as well. But I used to have the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. Gosh, I started that in, I think it was 2006. And I ran it for eight years and I then took a break because it was a long time. 
and did so many shows talking with other authors and researchers and people about metaphysical things and taking a break and now I'm coming back. So now I want to talk more about things I do and things I teach. So it'll be a little different that way. I talk about grief and loss. I've suffered a lot, had a lot of loss in my life, and I share that with others and how to get through it, how to live after loss, and how to deal with your grief. I talk about love and how powerful love is and how transcendent it is and how to really learn to love and what true love feels like. I explain soulmates. Uh, and what it really means. I explain the seasons and rituals and the power in them and what you can do with them. I talk about the magic in the universe. I talk about your soul and your higher self and how to really get to know it and how to explore that on a deeper level, which is part of the ancient mystery school teachings. I teach about life and emotions and how you're not your emotions and you're not your body, that you're something greater and how not to be too attached to that, that your emotions don't have to rule you. I work with a lot of people who are uh, CEOs and executives and entrepreneurs and visionaries, and I show them how to really engage with prosperity, how to really engage with who they are and become the best version of themselves that they can be. I work, like I said, in interior design and... I am a master level in traditional feng shui, as well as a member of uh, international color organization and other interior design, things like that. And I see future trends. I help in, oh gosh, helping to pick future colors, what are going to be the hot trends with color and design. And I help with future trends with companies, helping them to see what the future trends will be uh, so that their companies can work ahead like a decade ahead and uh, and they're planning working five to 10 years out on what they should be creating and inventing because uh, what will be hot at that time and, and very interesting to people. So there's so much to talk about. Sometimes I don't know which one to pick. So I really enjoy hearing from you, whether... Uh, you want to go on Instagram and leave me a comment at Instagram. It's at Kayla-Ambrose, I think. Uh, the link's on my website. Or I have a contact form there. You can send me an email and I'll address it on Ask Kayla. And I'll address some of them here in the podcast about which thing, really anything metaphysical that you have a question about. I'm happy to answer it. So I will try to pick some topics and go from there and share with them. And sometimes I'll share stories, things that happen to me, which are a lot of things when we're talking about spirit world <laughs> that happen and happen sometimes with me and clients and students and people I'm working with. And Halloween is, of course, one of my favorite times for that. My grandfather was born on Halloween, so it was always a really special time in our family to celebrate. And then as I got older, I really started to understand the deeper meaning of Halloween and what to do with it. And so I remember the first Halloween that I really understood about spirit. I was very close with my grandfather and he had the same type of gifts I did. He uh, was psychic and had prophetic dreams. And he uh, taught me 
about psychometry and how to understand it. Now, if you don't know what psychometry is, it's the ability when you hold something, it could be a watch or a piece of jewelry, something belonging to someone, and as you touch it, it tells you a story uh, of something, an energy imprint on that item. So if someone's wearing something and something really uh, strong, exciting, scary, passionate uh, happens to them, it's imprinted in the item. Or if a person wears it every day, then it just picks up memories of that person. So when I was a little girl, I <laughs> used to play in my grandmother's room and play dress up like little girls do. And one day I wanted to put on her jewelry. So I started putting some of her necklaces and rings on. And then I saw her watch that she wears all the time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put it on. It has diamonds on it. It's so pretty. So I was put her diamond watch on. And immediately I saw this, I call it like a movie I see. And I saw my grandmother and my grandfather, and she was in her nightgown. And to me, it looked like they were wrestling. They were wrestling with each other, kind of hugging and then wrestling. And then they were laying down on the ground, and they were laughing and kissing. And I was trying to understand what they were doing because I was very young. So I came out of my grandmother's room after playing dress up. And I said, oh, I saw you and Papa, which I called my grandfather. And I said, I, I saw you two and you were wrestling and kissing on the floor. And he was trying to take your nightgown off. And she's like, what are you talking about? She, you know, she was like, where did you see this? Where were we? And I'm like, I just saw it. I saw it in my mind. I saw my movie. And she's like, explain this to me. And I said, I was playing dress up and I put your watch on. And when I put your watch on, I saw this and you were at this place and it was snowy. It's not like where you live now. And you looked younger and you were in your nightgown. So I'm going on and on explaining this. And she calls my grandfather and she's like, come home. So he gets home and he, she's like, go talk to your grandfather. So I tell him the whole story and he's like, okay, walk me through it slowly. And when I get to the watch, he's like, let's go. So he takes me where the watch is and he's like, put the watch on again. And I do. And he's like, do you see the movie again? And I'm like, yes, I do. And this time you're getting out of the car and you're going into this place I don't remember uh, that I don't know about that's very snowy. And you're going into this like cabin. And he's like, okay, take it off. So he realizes I have the ability of psychometry and he tells my grandmother. So I was too young to understand that first video <laughs> that I saw in my mind was them. They had been reunited. He had been in the war, World War II, and they had been reunited. And uh, when they first met, they went up in Northern California, up in a mountainous area where it was snowing and reconnected for the first time as husband and wife. And, uh, you know, you can figure it out from there. They were about to make love, and that's what I was seeing. So my grandmother was horrified, <laughs> and my grandfather thought it was hilarious, and he tried to teach me about the word psychometry and what it meant and that I would feel that from certain things, and that I might have to be careful, you know, of other people's stuff or antiques or things to understand what I'd be feeling. So my grandmother never let me play dress up again. So I went home after that, uh, back to my house, and 
The next day was Halloween, and we went to go see my grandfather again and my grandmother and to go trick-or-treat over there, which was great. And uh, my grandfather was having a good time telling my mother about it, what happened. So that night after trick-or-treating and Halloween, we went home, and I was in my bed uh, just laying there, getting ready to go to sleep, when my great-grandmother appeared to me in spirit. And she had come a couple of times, and she came to me again on that night, and she was talking to me. And it was always so interesting because I never met her. She had passed away before I was born. But I had described her to my grandfather, and he said, yes, that was his mother. And she spoke to me in French. She was from South Louisiana. She was Cajun and spoke Cajun French and never really learned English. So every time she came to speak to me, she would speak to me in French. I understood a few of the words growing up in Louisiana, you know, hearing some French spoken, but not I wasn't fluent in French. Uh, and it's a different type of French than like if you're in Paris. Cajun French is a little more streetwise, I guess we'll say, uh, kind of, you know, a, a different version of it. So the funny thing I always remember from that is I could understand exactly what she was saying because it was telepathic. And so I would hear it in my mind and I would understand and see the pictures of what she was saying. And so that's the first time I realized that when speaking to spirit, even if they speak a different language, they can just as easily communicate with me because um, they you know, are speaking kind of more in pictures and in visions like that. So you can still understand. And years later in my adulthood, I met this wonderful Japanese psychic uh, who had come here to America to talk about things. And she and I chatted for a while and she told me the same thing, being Japanese. And that was the only language uh, that she spoke while she was learning English and, and doing pretty good with it. But she worked with a lot of spirits that spoke other languages and had had people come to her wanting to speak to their loved ones. And the same thing, she was able to communicate with them, even though not really understanding the language. So that's always been fascinating to me, uh, how my great-grandmother, you know, and, and I learned how to do that. And so it served me well from now on. So <laughs> um, that's one of my favorite Halloween stories is just my grandfather and my grandmother and, and all of that. And uh, that led me on a whole journey of understanding psychometry and other things and learning piece by piece as a child going forward what I could and couldn't do and which ones were my strong suits and which one I was a little bit uh, good at and which ones were like, oh my gosh, that's really strong. And like anything you learn to do in the magical community like this, uh, the more effort you put into it, the more study, the more practice, the better you're going to get. You can be born with natural ability just like People that are into sports are born and some of them have a natural talent, but even those, they get better the more energy they put into it and the more they're willing to give. So I hope this has given you some thoughts about Halloween and some things about what you might do differently on Halloween as an adult. I am would love to see people think past just the Halloween party uh, where you just go and wear a costume and kind of just get drunk and not that I have any problem with partying and drinking all that it's a lot of fun I've certainly thrown parties where you do that but I've also then set aside time during that same window whether it's the day before or Halloween or the day after uh, 
So All Hallows Eve, Halloween, and the day after, which uh, some religions call All Souls Day. Then on one of those days, you set aside the time maybe to do like the dinner with spirit or to do some type of ritual to honor your loved ones or to try to communicate with them. Even if it's just you alone and you do a dinner with spirit or light a candle and just try to reach out to them so that you go a little deeper and you understand the true meaning of the season and the abilities that are open to you. Always, 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 though, first, make sure you use protection. Lots of psychic protection, putting the white light around you, protecting yourself as you open up. Uh, you know, I write about the white light prayer protection. It's in all my books that you can, I think it's in, well, in my, my Awakened Aura and Awakened Psychic book and Nine Life Altering Lessons, using that white light prayer protection around you to make sure, because you don't want anything you know, that's of a lower vibration coming around, you want to make sure you're talking just to your loved one. So think about that if you're interested. Maybe you want to expand your ritual of Halloween, what it means to you and what you could do with it. And either way, have fun. It's one of my favorite holidays. Really, September through December is my favorite time of year with all the holidays in the season and uh, fall leading into winter. I think it's so beautiful. And... Uh, you know, find your own rituals and ways to celebrate. And again, if you want to go to my blog on exploreyourspirit.com, I have lots of tips showing you how to decorate for Halloween inside and out, how to decorate for the season, uh, examples of rituals like the dinner with spirit, and lots of fun ways to celebrate if you decide that there's a little more magic in you than you might have thought before, and you want to celebrate Halloween, um, not just like the muggles do, but like the magic world does as well. So if that intrigues you, come back and listen more because I'm going to be sharing a lot more of that kind of stuff. In the meantime, wishing you a very, very happy Halloween. This is Kayla Ambrose with The Kayla Ambrose Show. Find out more about me at exploreyourspirit.com.